0: Hello. My name is Aya Kanai, and I am the head of editorial and creative for Google Shopping. What I love about beauty is all the innovation that I see out there and all the exciting products that are being developed. From New York City, you're listening to Beauty Is Your Business covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. Hi, Aya. How are you? Hi, April. So excited to be here today.
1: We're so excited to have you here on Beauty is Your Business. I've been lucky enough to know you for a long time through working at Hearst and your various positions, but I'd love to share with our listeners sort of like sort of your journey through editorial, fashion, beauty, and into your position now. And it's really an interesting, I feel like trajectory. So
0: I know, right? It's funny. I would be wise to say that it was all planned, but it was not. I know April because I was a magazine editor for about 20 or 22 years. So my first job in editorial was as the fashion assistant at a brand new launch magazine at Condé Nast called Teen Vogue. So that gives you a sense of how how long ago that was. So we were just launching Teen Vogue, and they needed a fashion assistant, and I ended up being that person. If you don't know, being a fashion assistant basically means that you are the closet attendee, which means you check in and you check out all the clothes. You assist all the editors, you get them their coffee, you pick up their dry cleaning, you do all the things. And I loved I loved all those jobs, and I really enjoyed being able to be a part of Teen Vogue, especially because at that time, I was in my young 20s myself, and I felt really close to the demographic. The fashion really made sense to me. It was such an exciting time in the magazine world to be launching a new product, I stayed there for several years. After that, just to fast forward, I worked at many other magazines including Nylon, and then I went back to Teen Vogue, then I worked at Shopbop, which is an e-commerce site for fashion. I worked at Cosmopolitan, Women's Health, Seventeen, you know, worked a little bit with April on Good Housekeeping. I ended up in my last job in magazines as the editor-in-chief at Marie Claire, which was probably one of the greatest privileges of my life to be able to look after that brand. And then during the pandemic, I went to take a role at Pinterest, which is the visual search engine, which I was really excited about bringing my sort of editorial skills to the consumer tech space. I stayed there for about two years and now I work at Google. So I lead editorial and creative for Google Shopping. And I have been able to work on so many incredible projects, and it's been a really sort of exciting evolution of my career from getting people coffee in Times Square (laughs) at Teen Vogue.
1: Wow. What a journey and a nutshell. Oh my goodness. And obviously like this podcast, you've done a lot in fashion and this podcast is fo- focused mostly on beauty. So in your new position, you know, tell us a little bit about how obviously you're covering trends of all kinds and sort of how you touch on beauty.
0: Well, one of the most exciting projects that we just launched is called the Google Holiday 100, which is our annual list of gift ideas, so 100 gift ideas that are based on Google search trends. So naturally, at Google, we do a lot of research, and when we were doing our research about holiday shopping, we found that 41% of shoppers find holidays to be difficult because they need more ideas of what to give, and 23% of people feel uninspired by the holiday shopping experience. So when we were looking at that research, we wanted to create this list of gift ideas that were grounded in Google Search Insights, basically because I really wanted this list to be extremely helpful to customers. And I wanted to pull together this list of gift ideas that were sort of verified, because if you have had your product trending on Google, that means that a lot of customers have been interested in it. So in the beauty category, which of course is always one of the most fun categories to put together, a perfect example is the Summer Fridays Lip Butter Balm. So this product, which I'm sure all of your listeners know about, that spiked over 900% on Google this year. It was a viral product. You saw it all over probably your social feed. Perhaps you've searched for it on Google to try and find a a retailer where you want to buy it. So products like that are really exciting and inspiring because they kind of show us what customers are interested in. So the list in the beauty category includes something like the Summer Fridays Butter Balm. Another really fun lip product is the Clinique Almost Lipstick in Black Honey. If you're a child of the 90s, you know about this product. So that product has continued to spike over the past five years. So it's a really interesting product. I think that it's probably, if I am to sort of give my anecdotal thoughts on this, like I think it has to do with the whole interest in early 2000s trends and this product, which is such an iconic product, like just has that lasting appeal. And it kind of does feel like that late 90s, early 2000s moment of a lip product. And P.S., I remember using that growing up and it was so exciting to put that on our list as a product that customers now are interested in.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. Wow. In the
0: hair category, the, and I'm sure for you, April, this will come as no surprise, searches for the K-18 signature hair mask doubled this year. And I've never used this product, but when I was doing this research, I was like, well, I need to try this. Like, what is so magical about this product? I've never actually, I love testing out beauty products, but I have never tried a hair mask. So I'm definitely going to try the K-18 one. And then other fun stuff like the Starface Hydro Stars, which are those pimple patches.
1: Oh yeah, those are hot.
0: <laughs> right. So those reached an all-time high on Google search in 2023, which again, I'm sure has to do with Gen Z and their as you probably have seen, are wearing Starface pimple patches as an accessory. It's basically the same thing as like putting on a pair of earrings or putting on lip gloss is wearing those Starface pimple patches. In fact, I see people around the Google office wearing them as an accessory.
1: Wow. (laughs) See, it's definitely a thing. Yeah,
0: it's definitely a thing. So there's lots of fun products like that.
1: Wow. Oh my goodness. So this is amazing to have the opportunity to really curate content based on, you know, what people are searching for specifically from the search engine. So that's like a whole different universe. So what is your day-to-day like in terms of like using this data and also like just, you know, what your responsibilities are and that type of thing? I feel like this career path is super interesting and different for somebody who's interested in fashion and beauty.
0: My day-to-day is working on all of our various campaigns. So something like the Google Holiday 100, like I was just telling you about, is one component of my year-long work. I also work on all of our big campaigns, like commercials we make for TV, our billboards in Times Square, all of the guides and the social content that we create. We just did this past year a pop-up experience with Pat McGrath Labs. In the old Barney's location, which was on 17th Street, it was so fun. So we created a pop up experience with Pat McGrath, who, of course, is an icon and such an incredible collaborator. And we uploaded all of her products onto the Google AR try-on experience. So if you're on your phone and you go onto Google and you type shop Pat McGrath Labs and you scroll down, you'll see an AR icon on various different products. When you tap that icon, it'll open your front-facing camera and it will allow you to try on that product. So it might be a lipstick of one of Pat's colors or an eyeshadow. And that is true of various other brands as well. It so happened that for this activation, we were partnering with Pat. But even if you type shop red lipstick into the Google search bar and you scroll through the results and you tap the AR icon, you can try on whatever that product is from any brand. And it's a great way for customers to really experience a product before they buy it right there in Google search. And then, of course, you can tap right through to buy that product at whatever retailer is your retailer of choice. So our goal really is to be able to provide customers with a shopping experience right on Google search that allows them to sort of gather all that research and discovery and information that will help in their purchasing decision before they check out.
1: And do you have any insights into how often people are using the try-on features? Is that something that's like, gaining popularity? Or is it pretty like widely used? Or is it something that you guys are kind of trying to like boost the usage of? I actually don't know the usage. And that's something I can definitely come back to you on. And it is something
0: that one of the things like as we are creating these new tools, we definitely have to do education, right? So to make sure that customers know that it exists. So for example, we created an entire campaign with this social media star named Monet McMichael, which ran on all the various different platforms to kind of help all the customers who love using filters and love trying on products to understand how to use these Google search tools.
1: So neat. And are there any other tools and technologies that Google is using to enhance beauty shopping or just to enhance the user experience, whether somebody's searching for trends or obviously the amount of things you could search for is endless.
0: I know, right? It really is endless. And it's the holiday season. And starting in November, it is probably no surprise that searches for deals spike on Google every November. But as we all know, customers are searching for deals frankly, 365 days a year, everyone wants to find the best price. So we created is a new deals experience right on Google, where if you type shop deals into the Google search bar, we are pulling together all of the deals from the various different retailers, frankly, millions of deals from 1000s of retailers are pulled together in this dedicated deals destination on Google. So that way, customers can have a place where they can find products at the best price. Obviously, for beauty shoppers, you could easily just type shop beauty deals into the Google search bar, and we will pull together that category specifically for you. Of course, if you already know what exact product you want, so say like shop K18 hair mask, then you could type that into the Google search bar and find that product directly. But I do find that customers really want to browse on Google. They want to kind of get a sense of that research and discovery. They're in that phase of their shopping experience. So again, if you were to type shop beauty deals into the Google search bar, you will see all of those deals pulled together. So I think that naturally it's a time of year where customers are shopping a lot, but everyone, no matter what your demographic, everyone is price conscious. So being able to provide an experience where the deals are all together in one place has been really meaningful.
1: That's amazing. It's incredible how many tools there are to enhance the shopping experience, especially for beauty shopping, which can be challenging online sometimes. Because of like you were mentioning like trying products on, wanting to feel them and touch them. And so I feel like the more robust of information the consumer can get, the better it is. And also the deals help too. So
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think that our background as editors This incredible experience that you get to have of really learning from the brands about what their product launches are, what's new and exciting. And as you do in your role, like you're able to take that information you learn from brands and bring that to consumers and bring the most exciting products to consumers. Whereas what's interesting about my job now is it's almost like the reverse. Like in my research, I'm able to see like what's exciting to consumers and then pull that together together. And present that to the world via things like Holiday 100 and all of this research. So it is so amazing when really fun and unexpected products like pop up in our research, like one of the really fun products, our Holiday 100 list is this product that's called the Human Dog Bed. I categorize it as health and wellness, which kind of is a beauty adjacent. (laughs) So this is a product that spiked over 1,650% this year. And it's created from a brand, I'm going to mispronounce this word, but it's called Pluful, P-L-U-F-L. And so it's a human dog bed, which if you don't know what that is, it's kind of exactly what you think it is. It's a dog bed that's been supersized to fit a person. It really does look comfy. If you want to like curl up with your dog or cat this holiday season, it could be really fun. So stuff like that is really interesting, you know, and like another health and wellness product that was really surprising to me is this product called the Shakti Acupressure Mat and searches for those doubled in the past 12 months. So again, I didn't know what this was before, but it's this mat that you lay down on. It's a health and wellness product that's got kind of like... Tiny little spikes on it. And I guess it's meant to stimulate various different pressure points. It seems really interesting. You probably need to like get used to it. But stuff like that is like fascinating, you know, just to see how much people are really like digging into non traditional wellness products or honestly like classic products right like so for example that clinique black honey like how amazing that it has this like lasting impact and how it just like continues to have interest such that it would surface on google search
1: it's pretty incredible seeing it it probably launched like more than 30 years ago <laughs> it's crazy and i'm curious too in terms of you know trends other than specific products Are you able to kind of like see what's happening, what people are searching for in terms of like just certain looks for beauty and things like that? How does that work?
0: Absolutely. So just to give you a sense of the methodology here, these insights are based on U.S. Google Trends data. And there is a site and it's actually consumer facing, so anyone can use it. It's called trends.google.com. So if you ever want to poke around on trends.google.com, I have to say it's really fun to use because, again, you can check out all of this stuff and research trends yourself. I'm like a data nerd, so like that's fun for me. It might not be fun for everyone, but I feel like April, you're the kind of person that would find that to be fun. So you can use trends.google.com, anyone can use it, to find trends in any possible category. So of course, we're here to talk about beauty, but really you can search for either products or categories as you wish. So when I do my research, definitely in the beauty space, I'm always kind of like looking for some of those kind of like interesting sort of nuanced trends that sort of reveal something about like what's happening in culture. So in the manicure space, which is of course like such a popular beauty category, ballerina nails, which are also known as coffin nails, spiked 170% this past month. On the flip side, a search for black chrome nails also reached a record high in October of 2023.
1: I guess Halloween, that makes sense, but...
0: (laughs) Similarly, also orange glitter nails, of course, increased 200%, which is probably Halloween-related. And then, of course, people are always, when we're talking about various seasonal moments, you'll see those trends that happen every single year. So gothic eye makeup up 400% or best eyeliner for beginners. Another really fun one, which I think is related to social media, you might have seen this trend on social, April, it's for puppy eyeliner. So I saw that out in the world of social as well. So that reached an all-time high on Google in October of 2023. So puppy eyeliner is the way in which I'm someone who like loves a cat eye liquid eyeliner. But puppy eyeliner is where rather than taking your wing up at the end, you almost do it straight out or almost a little bit down.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting. Am I, I describing that right? Yes, I haven't tried it yet. Yes,
0: <laughs> I haven't tried it yet either because I have to say, as someone who's done a cat eye for so long, it feels wrong. Right. But I have watched the videos, definitely on YouTube shorts and everywhere. I've watched the videos and I'm like, wait a minute, it does look better. So I should try it. But it's almost like my hand when I'm doing my eyeliner doesn't want to do it. (laughs) But stuff like that is really interesting. When we look at trends that are definitely surfacing from the news and other places in media, Jimmy Butler's haircut was a top-trending haircut search because he must have, if you search it on Google, you will see he had a very dramatic and hilarious, almost like emo 90s-inspired haircut. And I had the opportunity to work with him because he was one of the stars of the Google Holiday 100. We worked with Jimmy Butler, Emma Chamberlain, and Stephanie Sue. And so Jimmy Butler is such a character and he's just like so full of personality. So again, go on Google and search Jimmy Butler's haircut and you will see why it was a top trending search. It's pretty amazing. And you can see how he has such a great personality.
1: Love that. It's so interesting how in your position, you really get to see all the different sides of the trends and what's happening, what people are searching for. And in terms of like what you see for the future in, you know, specifically related to beauty and technology, is there anything that you've kind of like gotten a peek at that you think is super exciting or that you're starting to work on?
0: Well, we are continuing to grow in this try-on space for beauty. So, cosmetics and hair color products are also highly visual. So, that is something that we are thinking and talking about and sort of that bit of education that we were just talking about, which is that because many consumers use Google in their daily life, they might not know that there are new and different ways for you to use Google. So as we build more of this try-on technology, we really want to be able to provide education for our customers to understand how to use it and have that experience so that their shopping experience is more helpful in their day to day. And then I would say, as we are sort of looking to our work in 2024, as we're sort of like growing all of our products, I think that the mission at Google is always to make the world's information available to everyone. And from a shopping point of view, we want to help customers with their shopping experience to have the best possible experience online. So one of the products that I always find to be the most helpful when I'm using Google Shopping is um, a few different things. Like, I really love our nearby function, especially because in the beauty space, there's always products that I might be running out of, and I need to re-up Right away. So if there's a product, let's say, for example, this K18 hair mask, you can shop for it on Google and you can use our nearby filter to see stores nearby your physical location. To purchase that product. And that could be the same of anything. Like, let's say you're, I don't even know, planning your kid's birthday party and you need your party supplies. and You want to get them nearby because the party is tomorrow. So it works for any type of shopping experience. And it's something that I think is like actually one of the best, most useful tools that we have. And then in the beauty space, like being able to filter for various different price points, you can use our price comparison tools and price insights tools. Again, because so many customers are extremely price conscious when they're shopping. I mean, I know I am. I want to know, and this is again, also one of the coolest products that we have at Google for shopping, is you can see the price of a product over time. So just to give you an example that's not beauty. Let's say, for example, you're trying to buy a new refrigerator or washing machine. If you search for that product that you want, you can see our price insights filter, which allows you to see the product prices over time. And then of course, right on Google, you can see what that product costs at a variety of different retailers. So we'll surface all the retailers that have your product and how much they cost at that time. So again, you can kind of shop with confidence knowing that you have gathered all the various different information without having to go to every single retailer. And I mean, trust me, we all have like 50 tabs open on our computer at any given time, that's just normal. But to not have to go to every single retailer to find that K-18 mask, but rather see the one that has it for the best price that is nearby me, and to be able to find all of that right on Google, I think is those kinds of tools that we're constantly developing are i think the most helpful way that we can like bring customers a great experience.
1: Definitely. And I'm also curious to go back to the partnership that you mentioned with Pat McGrath with the try on tools and everything. How did that come about is that something that brands that you approach brands about or they approach you or cuz i feel like obviously brands would be interested if that's applicable to them possibly.
0: Yeah, so we were we were really excited about the further development of the Google AR try-on tools for beauty. So just to give you a little bit of context, people can try on makeup from over 50 brands on Google. So that includes Pat McGrath Labs, Fenty, Laura Mercier, a bunch of the great brands that are out there. So when we were trying to create an activation, we wanted to do was to celebrate one brand, even though you can try on from a variety of different brands, we knew that from a customer experience point of view, that partnering with one brand is what would make sense. And the reason why we wanted to work with Pat was because of the iconic visual images that she has created over time. So for anyone, I mean, this is a beauty podcast, so all of you know who Pat McGrath is. But the kind of work that she has done throughout her career of like covers of Italian Vogue, American Vogue, ID, The Face, all of the work that she has done for so many decades really brings her sort of this body of work that helps customers understand what inspired her to make her own beauty brand to begin with. Because obviously for so many decades of her career, she was working with other brands' products to make her art form come to life. One of the things that we kind of brought to life with this activation is so, for example, her Elson lipstick, which is the the red lipstick that I think famously Taylor Swift wears is it's Taylor's red lipstick. Her Elson lipstick is created off of editorials that she made with the model Karen Elson, who is this like famous, you know, fabulously beautiful redheaded model. She created this red specifically for Karen Elson. And so what we did is we showed the image of Karen with the lipstick shade that Pat had created. We give the opportunity for customers to try on the Elson red right there with Google AR try-on. And that kind of helps a customer understand like, here's the legacy of this artist. Here's the body of work that she has created. And here's the product that was inspired off of that. So it's really like that storytelling was so important to us. And of course, as you can imagine, we did that for every single product. So the way in which she created her, her liquid liner and on and on and on, kind of showing what is the formulation that goes into an Again, I am not a beauty chemist, so I don't know the words of how that all works, but what is the formulation that goes into bringing together that perfect red to create Pat's Elson red, and then you know, giving customers an experience to try it on? Because of course, they've seen it on Taylor Swift. They've seen it all over their feed, but what does it look like on you? And to be able to use your front-facing camera to try it on right there, it's like such a fun, inspired moment. I mean, what's cool about AR try-on in general is that you can use virtual try-on for a variety of different products. So again, if you're shopping for a new chaise lounger, right, you can type that into the Google search bar. And if you see a virtual try-on icon, you can literally use your camera to put that chair in your apartment. You can see what it looks like in the room that you are physically in right now. And it is so fun. And you can, so you use, obviously this is on mobile. So you use your camera phone, you tap the AR icon for that piece of furniture. You can turn it around. You can use your finger and swipe it to turn it around, see what it looks like, place it, and you can see the real size of it. And again, buying a lipstick, of course, that doesn't take up that much room in your apartment, but buying a chair is a pain, right? Like you want to know what it looks like relative to the other furniture. How does this color work with your curtains, et cetera? So being able to kind of develop these types of try-on tools at Google, whether it be for lipstick and eyeshadow or furniture is this like extremely helpful way that customers can make more educated purchases.
1: Amazing, wow, that is so interesting. All of these insights and the different technologies and everything, and I'm so curious too, to kind of like wrap it all up in a bow. What kind of advice would you have for listeners about making the transition from sort of an editorial or a brand role even into more of a tech role? I guess you know marrying those together, which is sort of what you've done Have there been any challenges?
0: I would say, having been an editor for over twenty years. And moving into the consumer tech industry, there were several years in the beginning of this career shift that I made, in which I quite literally like questioned everything about my life. I felt like I didn't know anything. I didn't know whether I brought any value at all to my work. I really felt like I was starting again. I genuinely didn't know whether I was able to transition the skill set that i had to something else. So, it wasn't smooth. I promise. I think i'm on a podcast talking about these incredible projects and there have definitely been moments where i have really felt insecure and full of imposter syndrome. I think that like there are days when you you really are knowing your stuff and days when you really don't. And I think that having the humility to realize that there is so much to learn in your career, and you are always going to be learning something is what has helped me the most. Definitely coming to a place like Google, where my colleagues are quite literally some of the smartest people I have ever met. And I know that I bring a value and a skill set that's different than them. You have to carve out your place. So I'm never going to be the person who is engineering our product, right? That's not my role. (laughs) I work with our engineers and have the best time collaborating with them and helping and giving feedback on the product so that they can make it the best it can be. But I should not be the one building that. So I think that I would say the only advice that I could give is, yeah, having the humility to know that there's people who bring a value and a skill set that's so different from yours and to be constantly learning and soaking in what they do well so that you can complement that with your knowledge and expertise and find ways to collaborate and also to know that it's a process that takes a lot of time and, and something that I'm still learning about even now.
1: Amazing. That was such a great answer. Thank you for sharing. So I feel like at this point, we'll see if you have any final thoughts you want to share with our listeners and how they can connect with you. Absolutely. So I would say, please do check out the Google Holiday 100. You can
0: find that by typing g.co backslash holiday 100, or you can just go on Google and search holiday 100. And it's right there on Google search. Or you can also type Shop Beauty Deals into the Google search bar to check out our deals experience. You can be in touch with me. My name is Aya Kanai. I'm on social media on all the various platforms. And my name is spelled A-Y-A-K-A-N like Nancy, A-I.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today, Aya. We really appreciate all the insights that you shared and your unique perspective in the industry is really, really valuable. So thank you for your time. And at this point, we'll just thank everyone for listening and check back next time for another great guest. I'm April Franzino and this is Beauty Is Your Business.
0: This has been Beauty Is Your Business. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network. And find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening.